What's going on, everybody? What's going on, everybody? This is a great sports card podcast. I am Joe, joined as always by Logan. How are you doing today, Logan? Good. How are you, my man? After I fumbled the intro, I'm doing fine. <laughs> <laughs> they won't need. They won't know. I'll edit it. <laughs> so what's new? Uh, not much. Um. Been buying a ton recently. Um, as if you guys follow me on Instagram, you can see from my stories. I always try to give people a bunch of shout outs when I uh buy cards off of them. Um so far, uh went to the first show of the year in Xenia. Um, definitely busier than anything in December, uh, as far as like local show goes. So uh, I think that's a good sign for what 2024 is going to be um, since that show started off that way. Um, Prism dropped. Prism football has dropped um, Dropped last week. It is gorgeous. Uh, probably one of my favorite designs. Um, I picked up the CJ Stroud manga. Um, this is... Uh, one of my favorite cards, just because, so, like, Iron Man's my favorite Marvel character, and CJ's my favorite current NFL player, and they did a compilation of them, and I knew I had to buy it immediately. But what's new with you, my man? Um, So at the beginning of this year, uh, I had some time off work, and um, I was sitting around thinking about cards, a lot of time to myself uh, to do that, and... um. I was looking around at what I have, uh, and I'm like, I need, I have a couple of state statement and, uh, staple investment pieces, uh, with, uh, I have a couple of Jackie's that I'm going to put away for a long time. Um, but I'm like, I want something bigger. Like I have a, I have a, a void that needed filled, um, something that I felt like I could put back and not have to worry about at all. Not that I'm worried about the Jackie's, but I just want a big, nice piece that I can put back for uh, like 30 years, something like that. Um, so my, my goal for this year is by the end of the year, I want to pick up a really nice Michael Jordan. I don't know what that is yet, um, but I have a budget in mind. I won't say the budget, but uh, I'm going to my goal for the year is to build towards that, doing that by buying stuff and then selling it off taking the profit, reinvesting it until I hit said mark and then buying that big Jordan piece. So I will keep everybody updated as that goes. I'm very, very excited um, to see what I start with and then see what it builds up into. So excited to share that with everybody. Yeah, that'll be a, that'll be a lot of fun. I can promise you that much. Sorry. It already okay. is. And it's been a day and a half of buying. So yeah, <laughs> All right, so Prism Football is here, as we talked about. Um, brand new dual color blast, and they are no longer horizontal color blasts. They are vertical. I personally, um, there's some color blasts that look really good vertical, and there's some that look really, really bad. Um, I, I think the dual concept is super cool. I think it's very different. Um my favorite one's obviously the Stroud Tank Dell one, um, but uh, the Burrow Chase one's probably a very close second. <laughs> so uh, very excited about that. Um, I don't know what what's your thinking on those. 
Like I have I have the Will Levis right here. And like it looks really good vertical wise because the outline of him is the color blast, but Mahomes is it just looks like here's a streak. So like I think Will Levis's looks really good. I think CJ's looks really good. I don't think Patrick Mahomes looks that good. That's something that the last couple of years I've noticed. Obviously, when they first started this color blast thing, it was like the full rainbow coming in from both sides and then a big, you know, mark in the middle. Um, and then it seems like in the last couple of years, even when it was still diagonal, that they got a little bit lazy on some of them. I don't know why that is. Um, but I think the ones that have the bigger amounts of color look better. Um, obviously not taking up the whole thing, but you know, the have a decent amount of background color look better. And then the ones that with like a little streak don't look nearly as good. Uh, I think the dual color blast, I think, I think that's an amazing idea because as a Bengals fan, the burrow and chase one, that is incredible. I want that card so badly. <laughs> they better make it Joe Flacco, David and Joku next year. <laughs> if they win the Super Bowl, they might. Joe Flacco may not even be the starting quarterback if we win the Super Bowl. <laughs> Idiots. So the CJ Stroud first sale on his color blast did $9,500. They have recently come down since then. I think the last one did $57. But $9,500 out the gate just seems absurd to me. But we've also never seen a market where I – top rookie doesn't have autos and products so maybe it's not as that absurd but it, I, I think it's pretty absurd when it's dropped thirty eight hundred dollars in a week now already um so kind of crazy but i mean color blast is probably the most sought after case hit other than i i think like the gold kabooms would be first but I think Color Blast is probably, like, if you go base-wise, I think Color Blast may be the most desirable. But. I would agree with that. Um, I can't think of anything that would rival a Color Blast. Obviously, there's stuff that comes close, but I don't think that, other than the Gold Kaboom, I don't think there's going to be anything that outsells it. I agree. I, I, I personally like the Gold Kabooms more than I like the Green 101 Kabooms. I like gold, so. Yeah, gold looks really good. I just got uh, a Jarrett Allen. I'll, I'll grab it. It's right here. Jarrett Allen. This is my first gold prism of anything. Mm. Jarrett Allen gold prism. I bought that the night that Alex and I went to the Cavs game. He scored his career high 30 points, and I bought that to remember it. I'll probably be selling it off here soon, but in the meantime. <laughs> yeah. In the meantime. That's super cool, though. Yeah, it's beautiful. So uh, another another big card of CJ sold the Red Shimmer sold for twenty six fifty. Uh, how do you think this will affect his college cards? I'll let you go first, and then I'll go second. I think the college cards that aren't autographed. I think now that you're going to see the NFL stuff coming out, I think those are going to decrease, but I think the autographs will hold either hold or continue to rise because you're not going to have any more other than 
you know, unlicensed stuff that Fanatics or Tops may put out, you're not going to see that licensed stuff like the college stuff. So I think that's going to continue to rise, but his other stuff might see a hit. Yeah, so I think uh, as soon as pro uni stuff comes out, typically the college stuff just straight nosedive. Um, but it's different. Like you said, he only has college rookie autos or college autos outside of the Panini Instant Auto. So it'll be very interesting to see what his autos do. So um, I owned the Bowman Inception 101 CJ Stroud Auto. Uh, I sold it this weekend. Um, at Xenia. So there is definitely a demand for his autos um, just because he only is going to have a couple, um, especially his rarer autos because you can't find them. Um, but yeah, typically after pro uni stuff comes out, uh, there's a straight nosedive for like, uh, n like numbered college stuff uh, with the autos. I think, I think they'll take a little bit of a hit, but his rarer autos, We'll probably start trending up in value because if you want an auto of CJ Stroud, you have to have it in a Buckeye uniform. Agreed. Um, I like, I like the decline because that means that in a couple of years I can buy the Buckeye cards for myself to have in my collection. Very much like doing that. Uh, I as I've accumulated a whole one row in my Zion case full of Ohio state cards that I started <laughs> December last year. So <laughs> so LeBron and MJ have a dual logo man that had not been surfaced for a very long time. Um, but we saw it recently surface. Shane one five zero purchased it for a reported seven figures, and that's from him directly. Um, and it was thought to be in packs, and it had never, never before been seen until Shane announced that he bought it. Um, it was assumed to be in still be in packs, and it was locked away in a collection this whole time. <laughs> so. Major card. It is a dual logo man, one of one. Yeah, I saw that. So the guy actually pulled it back during the release year and had no idea like what it would be worth until uh, he watched the Ken Golden documentary on Netflix, reached out to Ken, and Ken reached out to Shine. And uh, then Shine bought it. Everybody thought it was in packs, which is – Crazy because they were still ripping for that card, not knowing it had already been hit. Like, honestly, the Black Finite Stroud could already been hit and nobody has any idea because it's not been posted per se. So you never know what's been pulled and what hasn't been pulled. Including the 2009 one of one Super Fractor Stephen Curry rookie. That could Correct. have been pulled and locked away in a collection. Name with the Luca Black Prism. You have no idea. Yep. Rumor is on the Luca though, it's been pulled, but the guy has so much wax he's not announcing it. But that's just a speculation. So we'll see if that's ever true. But if you pull so, the 2018 Luca Black Finite 
let us know and we'll have you on here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh LeBron dropped a major, major uh ball the other day. Granted, it was all speculated because he was no longer on Upper Deck's website, but he has finally announced that he has signed with Fanatics. And going back to sorry 20 some years with Upper Deck. And this takes us back to our very first episode. I think it was our first episode. It was titled LeBron yeah. Autographs and LeBron Packs again. And Bronny Duel Autos. Yeah. That was all speculation at that point, but now it is confirmed from LeBron himself, which I think is the coolest thing ever. It's not Fanatics being like, hey, we signed LeBron. It's LeBron being like, hey, I signed with Fanatics. Um, I saw somebody post The Decision Part 2, and I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah that's super cool more more of fanatics doing what nobody else has done yeah which which is gonna be uh awesome it's gonna I be think. very fun for the next couple yes. years agreed so you want to talk NFL playoffs sure let's do it all right, I got to pull up the bracket, but I'll let you talk about the Browns first because you deserve your time for your team. Yeah, I mean, um, I'm I'm pretty excited. Um, I couldn't count on the Jaguars to do one job, unfortunately, and beat the Titans so the Browns didn't have to play the Texans to where I wasn't going to be in a big conflict with my uh, favorite football team and my favorite current NFL player. But, you know. Can't count on Goldilocks over there to do anything, right? <laughs> um, so it, it's going to be interesting. I personally think that the winner of that game, the Browns-Texans game, uh, will be in the AFC Championship. Bold prediction. Yeah. I think those are the two – those would be the t uh, two teams that would uh, be in the uh, AFC Championship. So you have the one seed losing in the first round after obviously their first round because they get a first round bye. Yeah, the ba Baltimore sucks. <laughs> Frauds. Frauds. If yeah. anybody has realized what the Ravens have done in the playoffs every time they've gotten in it for the past five years, ever since Joe Flacco retired, they don't win playoff games. They make it, but they don't win it. What a storyline that would be. Flacco coming back to Baltimore in the playoffs. <laughs> that would be yeah, so. so the winner of the Texans-Browns game plays as long as, like, uh, like the Steelers don't beat the Chiefs or Steelers. Who do the Steelers play? Bills. Bills. As long as the Steelers don't beat the Bills. I mean, the, if the Steelers beat the Bills, the Ravens would play the Steelers, but. Um, yeah, I, it depends on what happens. Um, I think Miami's done for, um, I think they're going to be a first round exit. They go to Kansas city and play in negative degree weather. So count Miami out, uh, Pittsburgh and Baltimore, honestly, or Pittsburgh and Buffalo will probably be a pretty good game as much as I hate to say it. Um, just because Mike Tomlin's on the other sideline, man. Mike Tomlin's such a good coach. Um, I do have the Bills taking that game, though. 
Um, I do think the Browns put some pressure on CJ and CJ folds in the end. Um, I do think Cleveland beats them. Um, after, but a miraculous rookie season for CJ taking the second worst team in the NFL to the playoffs, um, in his rookie year. Um, and then I think the chiefs beat the, um, I think the chiefs beat the, uh, dolphins. I think the bills beat the chiefs. Finally, Josh Allen submitting, he can go to the AFC championship game. Only to lose to the Browns. I think I I I think the Browns have a really good. It, I, the Browns are the Browns, but I think the Browns have a really good shot of making uh, the Super Bowl this year. I think they have a really. Uh, I think they could go on a Bengals type run, and the little magical storyline, and end up in the Super Bowl. Now on the NFC side, uh, just give me the 49ers. Everybody else sucks. Eagles are frauds. I mean, they're bad. They're going to lose in the first round of the playoffs. I think the only Tampa? real threat is the Cowboys or the Niners. That's it. And I think the Niners mop the floor with the uh, Cowboys. Yeah, me too. So uh, I'm calling it now Browns 49ers Super Bowl. So who do you got winning? Come on now. <laughs> Well, we're going to have a great sports cards pod live from the Super Bowl. <laughs> At least one of us will be there. Yeah, I can't go. I definitely can't go. I'll watch <laughs> it from home. Um, you can text me while I'm there. <laughs> I'm so. If the Browns made the Super Bowl, 1,000% I'm going. Like, There's just no doubt about it. I will 1,000% be in those stands. That would be absolutely sick. So on the AFC side, I'm not betting against Patty until he gives me a reason not to. Well, sluggish season or not, it's Patrick Mahomes, and this is the playoffs. So um, I'm taking Patrick Mahomes to come out of the AFC. And I'm taking the Niners on the NFC side. Um, but I got the Niners over the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. I just think I just think the 49ers are with Christian McCaffrey, I think they're borderline unbeatable. Um obviously in the regular season they got beat a couple times, one time to the Bengals and the Browns. Um, but I just that team's so good. They're so good. And the Chiefs just don't seem like the Chiefs as much this year. I think that they'll get there just because of Patrick Mahomes, but I got the Niners winning. Yeah, I just – yeah, I understand they can't bet against Patty until, like, somebody does something, but, God, they stink. <laughs> They're terrible. Kelsey, for whatever reason, can't catch footballs now. Um I mean, God, Tony and you know Tony and Valdez Scantling can't. I mean, Tony can't even light on line up on side. <laughs> I don't know, man. I just, I just don't think. I think Patty's taking too much money, and now, and then, and now he wants more money at the end of the season. He wants a raise. 
buddy, you're not going to have anybody to throw the ball to. You're going to have to hire the McDonald's worker to catch passes for you. Yeah. So it's what I'm worried about with the Bengals having uh, Burrow take too much money and then losing some of our offensive threats. Um, obviously, throughout this whole time, our defense hasn't been, you know, the best in the league. So, uh, and you got to have a really good defense to win a championship. Uh, I think that's more important than offense because as the last couple of years have shown, it, number one offenses do not win Super Bowls. Um, number one defenses do. Uh, yeah, the Cleveland Browns. So our offense needs to be exceptional if our defense isn't going to be isn't going to be there. So um, I'm worried about us losing guys like T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. I think they're both time. Gone. I think they're both gone, unfortunately. Yeah, but I think you guys draft a really, really good first round receiver or tight end. Eh, I don't think you guys draft a tight end early. I think you guys. I honestly think you guys may go get Cage Stover in like the fifth round. Logan's going to be wearing a Bengals jersey next year. It says Stover on the back of it. Nah, I love me some Cage Stover, but I don't. <laughs> I ha, I do own a Bengals jersey, and the only it'll be Joe Burrow, and that's it. But uh, some interesting news um, following with the Burbank show. At with mascot is allowing all the dealers that are setting up to upload their inventory on their website. That way, if you go in and you're looking for a specific card, you can search it up. And if it's in that room, it'll tell you exactly where to go. That is next level. That is absolutely insane. That might be one of the coolest things. I've uh, I've heard for a uh, card show. Uh, from a buyer's perspective, somebody that walks shows uh, constantly, I've only set up twice in my life. Um, going to a show, look, and I'm trying to find a Miguel Cabrera. That's a really odd person at this point to try to find at a table. Um, so if I had an app or something, I could look up where Miguel Cabrera is at tables. It would make my life much easier. When I was at the Black Friday show, I was looking all over for Miguel Cabrera to end the show on. Could not find one to save my life. Um, that would have made it much easier. Obviously, the hunt is fun, and then the reward after is exceptional. But um, I think I think about a show like The National, where there's so many tables. You can't even get through it in one day if you try. Um, being able to look up a certain player and find what tables have that and what tables don't would save a lot of time. And I might I might only be able to go for a day or two next year. So to have that for something like the National would be amazing. Um, and this is something I, as a buyer, had never even thought of. So big props to Burb. Burbank for doing that. And now I'll let you share the dealer's perspective of how that would make your life easier. Um, it would make my life easier, but also make it a little harder. Um, because how do you, I guess there, I need, I would need more information. Like maybe that card had already sold. How do I take it off the website? 
um, because I don't want 18 million people coming up to the table and being like, hey, I saw you had this card. Is it still available? And then them getting upset and leaving immediately because it's not there. Um, I'd rather you walk up to my showcase and be like, okay, well, if you don't have it, let me look around, see what else you have type thing. Because if you look it up and you're only searching for that card, you walk up to the table and you're like, hey, is it here anymore? No, you leave. You're not going to look and see what else is in the showcase that possibly catches your eye. Um, so that uh, that's kind of tough. So, uh, I but I also think it would be a lot easier. My only question is, is like, some people would try this with like value box stuff. There's just no way. I'm searching up a value box card. But who knows? I mean, I think it's super, super cool. And I think it could work very, very well for the show. And like, it'd be really cool to have the national do that. The only issue is, is like, there's a lot of people that have set up at the national for ever that have no idea how to use the internet and no idea how to check recent comps. So, uh, yeah. So I, I think, think it's a good thing, but I think there's bad things to go with it. But I, ultimately I think it's a really, really good thing. Yeah. Uh, I agree with what you said about, um, the value box thing. I think the best way to avoid that would have like a minimum card value of like a hundred dollars. And then you avoid all of that value box thing. Um, but yeah, I think it could be really cool for both sides. And as long as you said, uh, there's a way, easy, easy way to be able to take it off. Because you will be very busy at your table if your cards are price fair, like yours always are. Um, so you had to have an easy and fast way to take that down. Uh as long as there's that, maybe there's maybe there's um a lot of forward progress that could be made with this agreed all right so uh we're now going to go through uh some in 2023 in review um we're gonna do four moments actually five moments yep five moments. honorable mention yep yeah that stood out to you in the hobby this year um joe i will let you start with your first one Okay, so I'll do my honorable mention first, um, and then I will do number one last. So my honorable mention was buying the one of the 25 red Topps Chrome Miguel Cabrera from 2012. Uh, the first time that I ever saw that card uh, was on an Instagram a long time ago, and I'm like, that card matters. That's a card I want in my collection. Um, I want to make sure that I have it by the time that I call it quits. Because um, that card to me matters. You never see red reds pop up of, guy, of guys. They are always locked into collections. I call that a ghost card. One that I felt like if I saw, I might not ever see again. Holy crap, we only got 10 minutes left. <laughs> um, so... I, Buying that this year at Clay's trade night, shout out Clay Cards, was very, very cool. So that comes in at my honorable mention. Yeah, so my honorable mention is uh, 
all the friends and the people I've met in 2023 that I'm happy to bring into 2024 with me. Um, I wouldn't be able to do what I do without those people. Um, and I, uh, it, it means a lot to have the, the small platform that I do have and, uh, everything. So, um, I just want everybody to know, like everybody means a ton to me. Um, it means an absolute, the absolute world to me that you guys, uh, think I'm a really good person and that I am a really good dealer or everything. So, uh, I, I just can't thank everybody enough for, uh, all the support and love for everything in 2023. And I'm, I'm very, very excited for, uh, 2024. Uh, I do want to say real quick, I meant to say it before I started, but, um, my moments are all strictly card related. Obviously, the people are the best part of the hobby for me. I've interacted with people like Logan, Alex, um, on a daily basis. I consider myself extremely lucky to have the friendships and relationships that I do with the wonderful people in the hobby. Um, so thank you to everyone. It means more than the, more than my entire collection uh, to have the people in my circle that I do. So shout out to everybody that made 2023 and this entire collecting journey special. With that being said, my number five moment, or four, sorry, my number four moment was meeting Cardale Jones, the man. Okay. Yeah, the man that led us to the only national championship that I've got to experience as a, a Buckeye fan. So very, very cool to meet him. I need to meet Zeke someday, my all-time favorite Buckeye. But uh, meeting Cardale was extremely cool because what he did for our team means a lot to me. So I'm going to go out a, a little out of order. I kind of just wrote mine down. I didn't pay attention to the numbers. Um, but uh, my number four moment is buying the Jarvis Landry rookie black finite BGS 95. Um, I bought this back in April off of uh, Tim. Um, and this was a, this was my grail card at the, at the time. Um the other grail card is uh, next. Um, just this is Jarvis's second best card, in my opinion. Uh, Tim still owns his first best card, in my opinion, the uh, Super Fractor from Topps Chrome. Um, so uh, being able to own his second best card ever made is an absolute honor with him being my favorite football player. So super cool one there. My number three moment. Meeting my lifelong hero, Miguel Cabrera. Uh, I remember when Alex and I got to Comerica Park that day, uh, he was standing in our team shop and um, saw the line way, way out past the press box. Anybody that's been to Comerica Park knows where the, the D shop is, uh, where the team shop and uh, where the ticket booth is. It was out past the ticket booth, out past the big tigers all the way down the street. Um, we got there, I think an hour, two hours early before he was supposed to start signing. And we still had to wait by the ticket booth. So, um, but meeting him was very, very special. Uh, I remember first stepping into the team shop and seeing him sitting there. I got nervous. I started shaking and I've met a lot of athletes. That doesn't happen usually, 
uh, but it happened with him and that was very special. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, my number three is the best card I think Jarvis had, or my card, my card that I think that Jar is the best Jarvis card, just because of the card itself, and it's the uh, Jarvis Landry Game U Shield One Hundred One Auto Patch. It's his only Browns Auto. It's his only Shield Auto that I know of as of right now, since because the other flawless patch auto hasn't surfaced yet, but it at the time it is his only shield flawless game used auto for the Browns. And uh, obviously being a diehard Browns fan, that's how I originally um, really started my fandom with Jarvis. So uh, to be able to own this card is absolutely special to me. Um, so, so it's, it's really awesome. Um, just for what he did for Cleveland, he's changed the culture. He changed the culture, and I think that uh, he's the reason why we're in the position we are today, and the reason why the culture now is good. That's an I. I was an honor to be there to watch you buy that. By the way, <laughs> sick, sick card, and couldn't be with a uh, more deserving person. So my number two. Um, I never thought that this moment would be a second best moment in a single year for me as this card is the one that I have wanted since I first got into sports cards, you know, age like seven, nine. Um, Miguel Cabrera, Logo Man, one of one. That is from 2013, game used, MVP year. Um, from the prime of his career, just an absolute beast of a card um but i was lucky enough to buy something this year that i never thought i would ever own so this this comes in at number two um uh, my number two is uh back in march i actually uh quit my job with uh card collector two um shout out to them though uh nothing but love still um and going full-time in cards and i will go to my grave saying that is the best decision I will ever make. Super proud of you, by the way. Thank you. Because I I remember um, being friends when you were on the verge of it and how big of a decision it was and obviously how uh, scary it was for you. Um, killing it, man. Yeah, it's, Absolutely it's, it's a blessing. That's for sure. So my number one moment was it happened on a random day. Christian, shout out Cleveland card collector 58, sent me a story. Um, I thought I had missed out on this card because it was on eBay for the longest time. I'm like, oh, I'll buy it. I'll buy it one day. Never bought it. And then I thought I lost out on it. Um, he sent me the story with his card and I was able to reach out to the guy and work out a deal. I'm blanking on his Instagram right now so that's my bad but uh 2015 Miguel Cabrera superfractor PSA 8 I never thought I would own a superfractor as they are locked away in Tigers collections so I'll let Logan go with his number one for your own time um ne never a doubt 
Um, my number one moment of the year is setting at the um, biggest, most premier and uh, high-end card show this world has, and that is uh, the National. Um, I was blessed to set up with uh, Sports Card Machines, shout out Jason, um, and everything, and uh, what an outwardly experience it was. Uh, I am now prepared for the craziness um for next year and i i'm i'm very very excited especially that it's back in ohio so with that the first episode of season two is wrapped up so thank you to everybody that listened um and came back after our uh break we had a couple weeks off due to holidays um we are excited to be back and have a full year of growing this podcast with everybody. So make sure you check this out on Logan to YouTube, great sports cards. And those of you listening on Spotify, we appreciate you so much. Thank you. Thank you guys. Yes, sir.